The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. You asked me that 19 years ago when I started my internship. I told you you're crazy. Sedgefield was so much fun because I... There's so many different variables coming at me every couple of years. Uh, it kept me on my toes, and yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of fun learning what um, each group wanted. Well, I went to school originally to be a uh, to go into forestry. Okay. Uh, and I wound up after my first semester, I found out I couldn't get a job with the U.S. Forest Service. So. <laughs> so. You're listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture, an innovative company that is dedicated to your success by pioneering new technologies to provide solutions for your challenges. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is a partner you can grow with and provides the latest products from all of the leading manufacturers. Simplot Turf and Horticulture bringing Earth's resources to life. Now, here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome into another episode of Pulling Weeds. What episode is it, Alan? XII, I believe. That would be 12. I don't know what number it is. I just threw it out there. Are you trying Roman. to do Roman numerals? Yeah, it was the definitely Roman numerals. Isn't it? You, the last one you said number 11, so I assume this one was XII. I was 10. I don't know. I don't keep up with it like that. When's this one coming out? Oh, yeah. This is a XI. It's 11. XI. Okay. 10 plus 1I is 11. Well, I'm still trying to figure out when this one's coming out. November 1st. Who is it? Michael Shown. Today, we're in Raleigh, folks. Again. Welcoming in to Pulling Weeds episode. Whatever. We are established that. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. All right. So, we're in Raleigh. Um, pretty special place here. I do like the fact that it's October, and it was 99 degrees yesterday when I pulled in. Pretty nice place you got here, buddy. That's a beautiful place. The leaves are changing in the Carolinas, and it's simply because they have dried up yeah. and fallen off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the truth. So uh, thank you all for listening. One thing we always like to highlight are member benefits, and Tim has no idea which one I'm going to throw out there, and I have chosen local association support. Ah, wonderful. I think we might have touched on this early on when we first started doing our podcast, but uh, a little over 12 years ago, one of the roles that our association took on uh, as a chapter of the GCSAA is that we've got 12 at the time, now 13 local associations within the Carolinas, and those are all independent nonprofits. They're all registered with their own Secretary of State. They all have their own autonomous boards. They all manage their own affairs independently. There is no ability for the Carolinas to tell them how to do their business. There's no contractual obligation, if you will. But with that, we have a lot of similar members. And so um, golf course superintendents are professionals at being golf course superintendents. Yep. Not necessarily running nonprofits, which they're volunteering their time to be secretary of treasurers or presidents of these boards or directors. Right. So when they are having their board meetings, somebody's got to take minutes. And then from those minutes, somebody's got to write a newsletter. And then somebody's got to go get the newsletter printed. And then somebody's got to seal the newsletter into envelopes and lick them and stamp them. And 
So then you got to have registrations for meetings and you've got to sell sponsorships and you've got to keep an Excel database. And so all those things were having to have been done independently with 12 different groups around the two states. And right. you can imagine how challenging it would be for vendors, for instance, to have to deal with 12 different superintendents that changed every year. Yeah. And so we, we have taken upon that. Kim Clark in our office runs that. That's her sole purpose is to manage the administrative affairs of the local associations. And so right now we have 11 of the 13 that are under the local association management program where essentially all the registrations, the sponsorships, the annual dues, things of that nature come through our office. Um, and then reports are prepared and sent back out so that superintendents can spend their time planning the meetings and executing versus the mundane the administrative busy tasks. And that's not the only thing Kim does. She does keep you straight along <laughs> with the other two ladies. Yeah, that's full time for the three of them. Like we said, it's the month of November. That means the conference and show, which is, quote, unquote, another benefit, uh, is coming up. You excited? I know it's busy for you. I am. I think I'm excited because the weather might change a little bit. And I always look forward to conference and show because we get to see everybody and, yeah. and hang out in the personal relationships. And then I always look forward to the end of that week because I know Thanksgiving's coming the next week. So we get some good family time. And then I know that right after Thanksgiving, I get to go sit outside in the woods all by myself for a while. Is that big Christmas show going on right before y'all again? The Dickens show? I guess. I believe they have the contracted space always right in front of us. Can you give me a pass into that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't get along with them so well, so don't uh, don't tell them you're with us, and okay. it'll be a lot better. <laughs> the Dickens show, not the conference center. Now, do you want to, like, just go walk around, or do you want to get dressed up and be something for the show? Your like, show I mean, or the Dickens show? The Dickens show. I mean, we could put you in costume. You could yeah. go in there and be a polar bear uh, i definitely could be i don't know what else could you do for like i'm open to doing whatever you suggest i wouldn't want kids sitting on your lap bouncing around it scares me a little bit but i've been the easter bunny before dude the easter bunny at the dickens show would be great <laughs> am i lost am i at the wrong show that would be great and then you could show up again the next day at our show uh in the bunny costume instead of the leather suit or the the lettuce suit. i wouldn't wear the lettuce suit again with breakout new suit all right so I we did get a request the other day from a friend of ours folks about Big Al's Emporium. Oh, yeah. I know you guys have seen it. Um, if you want to see another one, give us a shout-out on one of the social media platforms. Please let us know if Big Al needs to have another Emporium this year. I had intended on not doing that again. But if I thought we you get... and Ryan, big money, were going to oh, be yeah, co-hosts. Yeah, we were. Well, and you had outfits and everything. It's getting kind of close to show for y'all not to have this planned out any better than this. We did talk last week, too, but not about that. Mm, interesting. Right, Romance. Well, you and Ryan. See. Thanks. I'm out. Mr. Huntoon, appreciate it. Keep and again, it square. I have no bromance to the level that Casey Coff and Ryan McClanahan have. I don't even want to address that. Okay. Well, let's uh, get into our new guest. Let's go. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is one of the leading turf and ornamental distributors in the United States. We share your passion for these markets and to your success. While our roots in this industry started in the western United States, we are dedicated to bringing that same high level of customer service and product quality to you as we have demonstrated out west. Our mission is to provide you, our valued customer, with a level of trust, service, and support that is unequaled in this industry. Simplot Turf and Horticulture, bringing Earth's resources to life. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited today, personally, because I think on this episode, 
we're going to learn a little bit about Alan. I think we're going to turn things around. And our guest today, Mr. Michael Schaun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Unbeknownst to him, is going to be able to take two of every three questions we ask him and ask the same thing of Alan today. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> welcome, Alan. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having us here, Michael. Uh, glad to have you. Let's well, tell everybody where we are located right now. This is a house. We're not at a maintenance building like we normally do or a clubhouse. Where are, what's going on with this house right here? Uh, this house is actually my office. Also, it's storage for our marketing department here from McConnell Golf. Uh, when we constructed our new maintenance facility in, in 2000, we had a piece of property here on property at Raleigh, but we had no access to it. So we were trying to figure out we didn't want to come through the golf course. So about the time we were doing the planning and discussion, this house that we're in currently got foreclosed on. So we purchased this house with the understanding that we would make it an office and some storage and I took it the offices that we had in the building itself to reduce the cost to help pay for this. Nice. Uh, and so uh, this has been my office ever since. So it's it's nice. I mean, who can go get away and yeah, have nice you, and quiet, especially when you're doing budgeting and stuff like that. And the couch I was enjoying myself on while y'all were touring. Sleep on already, probably. No. <laughs> but it's cool because you've got a, a decent sized yard right behind here, right? If you've got to park some people for meetings, you've got an entrance right to the maintenance shop right behind this this building that's correct and we also use this area for overflow for employee parking if we have big events at the clubhouse a lot of times we don't have enough parking for everybody so we park employees behind this facility and then we can haul them up in vehicles you know or whatever so it's it's multi-use uh this whole area is and and it's big enough too what's really good it's big enough to get trucks off the road they can pull in and do make a full turn around and be able to unload sod or products or whatever you guys don't have to bring sod in more like fertilizer (laughs) well i don't know it's winter kill we've had last few years we've seen a lot of sod go out so 99 degrees right now we don't know how that's going to impact us next spring going into transition yeah my biggest concern is how dry it is i mean i the bermuda really needs to get healthy before we start getting any kind of cold weather so we need we obviously cooler temperatures just for everyday life and, and keeping the grass at what it should be but we need moisture we need some rainfall to really get the plants healthy before we go into winter all right well let's go back to this house real quick yep. hold on so hold we're on outside house. of raleigh country club yeah we didn't even go in the gates no we didn't that's our last two podcasts we haven't been in the gates really but he did say earlier this morning that if you golfed we could come back okay well, i do golf but so we're a part raleigh country club is part of mcconnell golf wait Perfect. you're going too fast i want to talk about this house still okay <laughs> do you guys maintain the yard we do, yeah. Well, who else do you think would? Hold on, man. Yeah. I didn't know if they outsourced it. I'm wondering if we can't go for Yard of the Month out here. It'd be a little easier to find. I don't uh, know about that. It's kind of burnt up right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My man sent me yesterday. He says, here's the address, and then the follow-up is a picture of the house. Just in case you can't find it, yeah. here's what it looks well, like. Well, we don't have we don't have address. It's 608, know, but we don't it. have any kind of address around because we don't want a lot of people coming through to get to the maintenance facility. I mean, we want people that know how to get there I like it to come in and, and all the cars are hidden back there so all the employees they're not parked here you can't see them they're down at the maintenance they're another tenth of a mile down the road mm-hmm. not related to this house I saw a story about a house here in Raleigh that looks like a house similar to this one but it's really a pump station and uh, from the out there was no doors you know and everybody was kind of questioning this house but they did a, the news organization did a tour and it's really a two story pump house I mean really not yeah. for a golf course no no just a, a house for the city Huh, interesting. Yeah. We're, getting, we're getting ready to build a pump house because of our project that we're going to we're, we're doing a big project here at Raleigh next year. Uh, and part of the project is going to be new irrigation, whole new irrigation system and a pump house. Ooh. So I don't know. Well, the way Raleigh is and the way they have different 
ways of doing things, we may end up building another house. I, I don't know. We'll do what they tell us we have to do. Well, and he did mention earlier this morning, too, that they are on effluent water, which we learned about with Mr. Neff with you. Yep. The whole property is. And so what you may, they may have used that house to make the pump station for the effluent look a little better. Who and knows? maybe, I don't know. You, you know, know, we haven't really got into that yet. Raleigh. Yeah, but we do use 100% have now for five years, I believe. Uh, you know, very concerned when we first started because of using effluent water on bent grass in the summer, but uh, it has worked out really well. Billy's Kohler superintendent here has done a fantastic job with keeping biocarbonates and salt levels down by flushing. And, and so, I mean, it's, it works. It has worked. Um, and they're we're, phenomenal. And it's all we got. I mean, yeah. you know, we don't have any other choice. They're, they're pure. They're, they're pretty sporty. I just went and walked on. I'll go inspect them here. But I'll let you go. I think, I think I like where you're going with the whole McConnell golf. Let's start there. So it's part of McConnell golf. It is. Can you give our listeners who may not be familiar with McConnell golf, a introduction to who he is and what the group's about? Okay. Well, McConnell golf started and originated here at Raleigh country club. Uh, I was here actually as a golf course superintendent and the club was very healthy and the members decided that they wanted to do a big clubhouse renovation. They got in financial trouble. Uh, actually, it got four, they went bankrupt, and a, a group bought the note and was getting ready to build condos out here. They were going to do away with the golf course really? and put condos in because the land is very valuable. We're riding downtown Raleigh. Oh, yeah. Well, Mr. McConnell, being an avid golfer, he was a member up at Northridge, and he had played here many a times, and he just could not stand that this is the last course that Donald Ross designed. It's, it's, really? It's historic. Wow. And he could not stand that they were going to build condos, just do away with the golf course. So he came in, bought the note from this other group, and kind of that's how McConnell Golf started. And so he came in, I think he was here two years, and then he came to us and said, well, really to make this work, because he comes from a medical software background, you know, big business kind of thing, he said, really to make it work, we need to see volume to get discounts. He said, why don't we buy some more golf courses? And we was like, okay. <laughs> so he bought Cardinal, and we did a big renovation there. And then he bought Trayburn and just kept going until after – Let's see, he started in six purchasing and then since till about 14, we now have 12 private clubs and we have two that we manage and one that we lease, which the one we lease is RGA, which is a public course on the other side of town. Okay. So the, his theory was that if you're going to be a member of a club and you have sister courses, you should be able to play them all. So right. we are, our motto is, you know, member of one, member of all. Yeah. So if you're a member of Raleigh Country Club and you're in Charlotte for the day, you walk in Providence Country Club, you're going to be treated exactly the way you are here at Raleigh Country Club. We got your name. We got all your information. We know what your drink is that you like when you walk in the door. And so... Same thing with the reserve at the beach. Any, any course you get Travel down to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, we got courses. We got one course in Tennessee, courses in North Carolina and South Carolina. It was, it, was it primarily a Carolina thing and then Tennessee's recent? Or yeah, the is the, there a mantra behind that? The, the theory was he wanted to be make it drivable in a day. If you're going to, you know, we don't want to be so big. And we've had offers. I mean, we'd have offers out west to buy courses, and it just doesn't fit in with what we're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, who's going to go from Raleigh Country Club out, you know, on a regular basis? But, you know, like next year when we're doing a renovation, okay, this course will be closed. we got Wakefield 30 minutes away. we got Trayburn 30 minutes away. So our members have a place to go play, yeah. you know, and we try to time together. Now, Holston was a little bit further than what we originally were expecting. But I don't know if you've ever been on that golf course. It's one of the purest Donald Ross golf courses you'll ever step foot on. I mean, it I've is, heard, but it I've is been absolutely yet. gorgeous. And John went up and played and came back, and he was like, "We got to have it." And he, <laughs> he, he's a big Virginia Tech guy. So he and I'm a Tennessee guy. He gives me a hard time all the time about being a volunteer. And he was like, "The only reason he wouldn't buy it's because it's in Knoxville, because he doesn't <laughs> want to be any around Tennessee volunteers." I should have brought my hat in. <laughs> uh, what's your hat? 
Gosh, he might steal it from me. I might think he should probably have it. I got one of those oh. Tennessee turf grass hats from Field Day. Oh, do you Did really? You see, see that? I didn't get to go to. I didn't get to go to turf. I didn't either. Somebody shipped it to me. We, I was gonna say we might have to make a deal on a hat. <laughs> we can do that. I think I'm gonna just give it to you. Okay. You well, deserve it more than me. I appreciate. it. Yeah. I've worn it twice though. It's not been sweated in. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I rocked it in the airport. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, what airport, Raleigh or South Dakota? When I just South went out there, yeah, I, that thing was in Dallas. So it's already there. traveled. So yeah, that's well, good. Non-sweated though, we didn't hunt in it. Okay. So you're all right. Okay, okay. yeah, you just yeah, you, I can clean out a little bit. It'll oh, be all right. yeah, yeah. Couple couple squirts of Lysol, he'll be fine. Can I talk about one of my favorite McConnell golf courses real quick? You can go right ahead. Musgrove Mill. Okay. Ooh. Oh, I love Musgrove. Yeah. I feel like honestly, Musgrove was mothballed and and close to it was in financial trouble, and he came in and saved it. And that's kind of what we have done. I mean, if you look at what the time that he was purchasing clubs was very difficult. I mean, we, you know, downturn. You and, just said 06. I think people need to hear that. Yeah, 06. You started 06 buying. And we hit a recession 7, 8, 9. And we bought a bunch in 7, 8, and 9. So, so the not re- only were you, I don't mean to interrupt you real quick, but people got to understand that it's not just trying to look at buying at a discount. What was he doing for all those people who were working at that time? Oh, yeah. Who could have lost their jobs. That's exactly yeah. right. I mean, he kept people employed in the hard times. Sorry, go ahead. That's that's 100% correct. I mean, if you look, a large portion of the clubs we purchased were looking at a bankruptcy situation or even a closure situation. So, yes. I mean, a lot of people would have lost jobs. And, you know, one thing I'm most proud of, if you look at the superintendents we have today, they're almost every single one the same ones when we took over the club. We don't go in and just fire people. Our theory is always going to be let's go in and work with them and if see how you know how good they are and let's try and teach them. And sometimes they teach us, you know. And so we've had, you know, some uh, retire and some others leave the industry. But, you know, it's almost exactly the same people. And we try to do that with all. I mean, we're not going to walk in the door and just get rid of people. That's yeah. not what we do. Right. You know, they're there for a reason and we're going to give them an opportunity. And if they prove themselves, then they're – they're with us. And that's what you're there for, as a resource to those individuals. That's exactly right. I, I dare say, so that people understand, I think you kind of broke it down for me. There is a, there's a flow chart here with, with a, a single owner at the top and then three different department heads from uh, the building itself to the golf shop and then to the maintenance side. That's correct. And so that leaves you as the vice president? I am. We have, we have, uh, vice president, we have three vice presidents. I'm one of them, and I oversee the agronomic division. So if you look for flow chart, I'm on top of the agronomic division. So anything really outside the buildings, you know, golf courses or landscaping, I'm but, in charge of. Okay. But the cool part about that, I think, is people need to understand, at least our superintendents listening, is that you're the immediate supervisor at all those properties for the golf course superintendent, correct? That's correct. They, 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 they don't have a GM that they have to deal with at the property when it comes oh, really? to reconciling and things of that nature. Now, we, do, what, we do have GMs at the property. They're there, right. yes, correct. And, and they work as a team. Each each individual facility is a yep. team. They work as a team on daily tasks and you know stuff like that. But anything that comes up that the superintendent needs an answer for, additional money or anything like that, he comes directly to me. And the best part, I go directly to Mr. McConnell. Wow. I don't go to a board. I don't go to a greens committee. I go directly. And a lot of times it's a text or a phone call, and I pick up and say, hey, John, we got this issue going on at reserve. Right. We need to do this. How hard it yes is, for, no. is it for you then? Because I assume that a lot of the ordering would fall on you then to get group pricing, right? I'm assuming it's cheaper when you buy for more than for one. That's or are they all individually doing their thing? Or? No, that's one of the biggest parts of my job. I can only imagine you'd have yeah. to spend months trying to figure that out. Well, we're, we're getting into EOP, oh, which I, that's, that's I, a, I never did – 
What really are we much, doing here right now? I didn't even think uh, about that. You should be the busiest guy this week. It, it is. Right now, I mean, I'm just getting everybody's in, so I'm just starting okay. to organize. But but the way that we normally do things, and EOP is a good example, they'll send me the information of what they're looking for. I don't tell superintendents what to do. They're all good at their job. Okay. I'm not going to go tell them what to do. I'm going to give them my expectations of what I want the facility to look like when I get there, you know, as I travel around and talk to them. But it's not up to me to tell them how to do that job. They send me the products that they want to use on their golf course, and it's my job to get the best deal that I can, and I can do that. But I mean, if we're ordering for 15 golf courses, obviously, we're going to get really right. good discounts. And so uh, that's, and, and we do that at equipment, we do that with uniforms, we do that with essentially anything. And that, that was the whole purpose of John buying more courses. You know, his purpose buying power. was buying right. power. I mean, now you can, if you're buying for 15 golf courses, I, I better be getting a better deal than a single golf course. Sure. Right. You know? and, and same with leases? Or are those individually done? No, I mean we we work. I can't imagine somebody we, getting a, a fifteen lick. Well, we have seven iron cor- we have seven courses coming up on an equipment package here over the next two months. So obviously, there's a lot of negotiation going on with that right now. Wow. And that's they send me the equipment they want. I don't tell them what they have to okay. have. And then we work. And because of our volume, it doesn't all have to be one color. We can, wow. you know, <laughs> we can we can work with the guys. We have John Deere. We have Jake. We have Torah. No, that's that's good to know because I mean you could. You could be pigeonholed because of buying power as a, as a superintendent at one point. Oh and yeah, it sounds like you don't do that to them at all. We either. don't do that. No, and I mean, I'm I, I'm always going to have the theory. We we have good superintendents that know what they're doing. They've been in the business for a long time. I'm not telling them how to do their job. I'm helping them do their job. And all the money that we save, that I save because of purchasing, goes right back in their budget. Which makes it a little different. Like when we, we were with Pinehurst, right? Mm-hmm. Nine courses, mm-hmm. one roof, one guy. This is. 12 courses, 15 properties, kind of one roof, one guy, but you're enabling them the autonomy versus over here, they're all going one color. Oh, yeah. They got specifics. They have specifics. They have So, I mean, it does allow for all the unique properties to be able to Uh prosper as they need to. And see, that's part of the deal. I mean, we have courses from the mountains to the coast. That's our slogan, from the mountains to the coast. I mean, the the, the, the equipment or material that Brandon needs in Asheville is not going to be the same as what owen needs down in greenville north carolina and i mean it, it you know there's some similarities obviously but it, it's not going to be exactly the same so they have to have the freedom to be able to do what they need to do and that's brandon engel yeah brandon we hired brandon up there he's been up here two years now and Love that him. is is it Asheville country club or the country club of Asheville? Country club of Asheville. yes country club of Asheville. Mm-hmm. did you ever meet brandon when he was he was in no. sage valley for a little while never been to sage in my life Oh, <laughs> that sounded to me like he was. He wants to go to say. My dad's <laughs> played twice, but I've never played. And my dad doesn't even play golf. It's a special place. If you get an opportunity, you got to go see it. Well, we're gonna try and take him to some spots. I mean, we're in one today, by the way. Right. I mean, golly, it's I, pretty sporty. But I don't think my clubs are in the car though. <laughs> so I was gonna we transition might, a little bit. Well, hold on, before we transition, the I just want to say that the properties that he purchased weren't bargain properties. Not like he just snatched up a bunch of cheap ones. Mm-mm. He found championship courses. You host a PGA Tour event, and you host a OneWeb.com. Or we actually have two now. Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry. We have two now because we just signed a contract at Holston. We're going to have a Corn Ferry Tour there this year. Okay. Or in 2020 in spring. Nice. And then we also host ACC men's and women's. Yep. And then we have multitude of Carolina's Golf Association, right. different stuff. We have high schools, invitationals. I mean, we... John is a big believer in amateur golf, too. That's so we, we host a lot of events. I mean... 
my calendar events is like five pages now. It used to be one, now it's five because <laughs> we have so many things that go on, in right. which is good. I love it. Yep. I mean, give the give them an opportunity to come out and challenge a golf course. I right. Mean, well, what are your expectations from the top down then in terms of travel and being on site? I mean, 12 courses, you know, you're going to visit them each – once a month. I mean, I get it. Trust me. We got 12 local associations. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm at 57,000 miles since December oh, yeah. 24th. Oh, yeah. so. I, I, I'm, I'm somewhere between 65 and 70. But, you know, it's funny. When we first started this thing, John bought one course, right? Then he bought two courses. Then he bought three. And I was trying to get to every course once a week. Makes sense, you know. And then he got to seven. There's no way that, uh, that I can get to him. I said, I think I'm going to need a helicopter. And he looked at me dead serious. And he goes, uh, you can't buy one on what I pay you. And I was like, well, you, you're right about that. So, obviously, we had to look at a different schedule. <laughs> that is schedule. hilarious. So, uh, I, I try to get – and a lot of times it, it changes. If we've got construction going on in the facility, I'm obviously going to be there more. Yeah. Um, but I, at least once a month, once every six weeks, some courses are going to get more visits than others. This is my office. This is my main office, and it is for corporate. All of our corporate uh, okay. people are out of, out of Raleigh here. And so, I'm here usually a day, maybe two a week, and the rest of the time I'm on the road. Driving all of them. Driving. I'm not. It's no use in flying. I mean, I would rather hop in a truck. I control things then. And a lot of times, I tie them. I tie the visits together. If I'm going down to Myrtle Beach, you know, I can go in and I can go to Grand Dunes, which is one of our member, one of our managed facilities, and then then go on down to the reserve. You know, and tie those two together. You know, I thought one time I could go to Musgrove Mill from there. That 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 doesn't work. That's a long from the beach. Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't look at it until you know. I just planned and I said, okay, I'll just leave from. Polly's and I'll drive up there that day and then I put in a GPS and it was like six hours or yeah, something like that. I was yeah. okay, no, that ain't gonna work. But if I go west, you know, I'll stop in Greensboro. We've got two courses in Greensboro. Then I'll take a day, go up, spend a day or two in Asheville or a day in Asheville and then go into Knoxville and spend a day and then head back. So a time together. You know, Some good towns, sounds, good places to visit too. Yeah, we I mean, love Musgrove, by the way. Musgrove is one of my favorites. I mean, it is phenomenal. I've been there two weeks in a row. Played yep. last week and filmed a video this week. So if you need somebody to check on it for you, I'm happy okay. to volunteer to ride Did you there. not run out of golf balls being there for two I weeks? Actually, in a row? I did lose some <laughs> golf balls. Um, from what I understand, and this was before we purchased it, it used to be if you uh, – if you walked in and you got the head golf pro, Jeff Mr. Thomas. Tom, love Tom. If you got him, he'd make a mark on your golf ball. And if you had to play 18 holes, and if you got back with that golf ball, they would serve you a free lunch. <laughs> I'll ask him about they, that. When they first started that. I would put that thing in my golf bag and play it on well, my third shot into 18. It's the only <laughs> way I would have any hope. Exactly. I think you have to make a commitment you're going to play with it the whole day. But, I mean, that's. Well, we, we used to be part of a hunt club that budded right up to four green. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I know. Right behind it, yeah. And so we had the the way back end, and, and I was telling Alan about that last night. Um, we had the opportunity to go over there and present Will with the DSA a couple of years oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and, love that. And what we do now, it used to be a phone call from the president. Well, we make it personal. Mm-hmm. So the, the president and anybody else who was the nominating guy and myself will just show up at your shop. Okay. And just tell you. Mm-hmm. right? That's, it's, that's, it's, that's fantastic. I love that. Well, and so we're down there, and we're talking, and on his desk that day, he has got a um, a slide from one of the old looms. Okay. From the mm-hmm. textile mill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the entry runs right through there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Well, in 15, it had flooded real oh, bad. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with that. And then Matthew came right in, mm-hmm. and that's the season that I was in the club. Okay. Well, I'm down on the river, and I find one of these chutes. Okay. I had no clue what it was, but I threw it in the back of my four-wheeler. I was like, that looks cool. Yeah. So... We're over there after I'd been hunting that morning, and I walk in, I look at it on his desk, and I accused him of stealing it out of my four-wheeler because he had one, too. You thought he stole it. I said, hey, man, <laughs> did you take that out of my four-wheeler? And he started laughing. But, um, and so he explained to me what it was and oh, told yeah. me the whole story of it. And we 
pull, we had matching ones. Might even been from the same loom. Oh, but really? they were like two miles apart on the same river that had just flooded oh, yeah, it just flooded out because of that storm. That's so, cool. That I love cool. that property, man. It's just, gorgeous. And I mean, and Will does such a good job there. I still mean, got a ton of hogs. Yes, we're still dealing with hogs, but uh, I mean, you know, that facility is so pure. I mean, you don't you don't have houses around it. I mean, you're out there in nature. I mean, it, it is a very challenging golf course. I mean, yeah. you know, you better hit it straight, and you better be able to chip and putt. If not, you're going to have a really bad day. That's or go when it's closed and carry a crossbow and be an outdoorsman is all i got to say because you've got plenty of activity out there from turkeys to deer oh, yeah. to hogs. Well, to- and it, it's weird because if I travel down there a lot of times, I'll stay in the, uh, underneath the clubhouse. They have oh, two yeah. rooms, or I'll stay in the cottages. Mr. My, McConnell made a suite down there. That's correct, yeah. and that's what I'll stay in. I'll yeah. stay in his down. But it's so weird because when everybody leaves, you know, you're, you're there all by it's yourself. Just, yeah. And, I mean, it is dark yeah. there's no lights anywhere you no. can't and sitting in that building and there's nobody you know there's nobody within miles and it's pitch black dark it's noises it's, you hear at night it's, yeah, exactly coyotes are uh, right there never, walking you right you never around. know what's going to show yeah, up so great. the last thing i want to say about musgrove i was fortunate enough to get invited to play augusta national in 2010 okay we played musgrove as our warm-up the week prior Musgrove's greens were quicker than Augusta's. Oh, I can believe it. Yeah. I can believe it. I mean, Will, he keeps the greens, you know, spring and the fall. And summer, obviously, it's a little bit different because he's trying to grow bent grass in one of the hottest places in the United States. But, yeah. uh, I mean, spring and the fall, I mean, I would put his greens up against anybody. Augusta, yep. it doesn't matter. You I mean, still you got Ben in there? Yeah, he's still growing bent. Oh, yeah. He's still good, too, boy. We, we just played it. They were good. Yeah. I mean, he's grown bent down there, and, and some of those pocket greens that he has, like number two, yeah. I mean, sits in a hole. I mean, literally, with the creek runs in front. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, in the summer, yeah, they'll soften up a little bit, and he might lose a little bit, but give him two weeks, they're back. Yeah. I mean, just like, just, like 11's kind of like that, too. Oh, he's got, a, he's got a lot. Of, and we've been able to get some fans out there. Oh, yeah, he had the fans. Big, the biggest issue was running power. You couldn't I mean, get anything, too. That's what I remember, it's yeah. It's so far back. When we first priced it, this was years ago, when we first bought it, I think to get to number two, to get the power there was going to be like $18,000, just to get the power there and include fan. Wow. So now there's a mobile fan sitting there. You Correct. Know, we Correct. came up with a different solution. Yep. And uh, but I mean those have helped. I mean everybody knows fans are miracles when it comes to bent grass. Well, and you can use yeah. generators and make some noise and not offend people, exactly. so you can solve problems like that it, out exactly. there. Versus you couldn't right here, right? That, I'm assuming they don't want a generator running next to some of these houses. No, we, we, would, we would probably have some issues in the majority of our facilities if we were trying to run generators. You know, it's just and we we have problems with them just running the regular electrical fans. I mean, we have members that. Do not. They won't sit on their back porch. And they don't want to hear it, and they'll come out. At Providence, we had a guy that was coming out and cutting our fan off every night, you know. And so we had to take the uh, uh, the shut off off to where he couldn't cut it off. So I mean, and it happens. I mean, and that's part of the aspect I do. I mean, I deal with members a lot, uh, and I and I want it to be that way because I tell the superintendents all the time. I mean, I'm I can come to your property and be there and meet with a member, and then I get to leave. You have to be there every day to deal with these people. And so a lot of times I can tell them no, and they will, they'll take it because and, – and, and it's, you know, a lot of times because of my position. They know me as Vice President of McConnell Golf. I can come in there and say, we're not doing that. No, we're not. Whereas if Chris Perriman does it at Providence, they'll question him and want to go to somebody else. So – Well, let's quiz you on them. Let's see um, if we can get – can we just them? can we just run down the list? How uh, about this? So we were um, – on another episode. A cheat sheet right here. Don't let, why'd you point that out? I, I was going to say. I like that. That I was think. actually uh, one of the golf pros down at Providence. I think it was his mother that, met, that made that. That's cool. So. Uh, it's got to be recent. No? Yeah, it's fairly new. I think it's within the last couple years. It's got Holston on yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's, it's pretty good, but. Um, All right, let me see if I can go through the logos and tell what the properties are, and then you can tell us who's there. Okay. We are referring to a quilt on the wall, by the way. Alan will put that up for you here in a minute. I mean. 
I do see a missing logo, but we'll talk about that later. I see this PGA. Oh, the, the pro made it. Never mind. Yeah. This is the pro's daughter. All right, sorry. <laughs> pro's, pro's I'm gonna send you a stitch out of our logo, and your daughter can make one up. Okay, with our okay, logo good. In there, yeah. to go on your wall. We'll cover it up. All right, uh, Raleigh Country Club, top left corner. Yep. Who's that? Billy Cole. How long has he been with you? Billy Cole came in 05, right after John purchased the club here. Uh, I brought him in. Me and him worked together at Governor's Club. So you've known him since, what, 94? 94. Mm -hmm. Who was at Governor's Club when y'all worked there? Redfern? Uh, No, it was um, Ron Hall. Ron Ron Hall Hall. was superintendent there. With uh, Divots now? Yes. Love it. Yep. All right, Sedgefield, 1926. That would be the Sedgefield uh, Ross course. That's correct. And that's Chad Cromer. Great guy. Chad's been with us five years now, I think. He's done a phenomenal job. I mean, he came in and, you know, he kind of had hard shoes to fill with Keith. Correct. You know, Keith Wood was our superintendent. Yeah, he's a good one, boy. And so he came in, but he came in with guns loaded. And, man, he's done a phenomenal job. I hey, mean, he so really has. Michael was there when I had to mow those greens, by the way. Oh, yeah. When Keith. He, oh, really? He, he was there that morning with well, that story that Keith told. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there was more to the story they didn't tell. Well, let's hear it. When, uh, you know, when you went out, we didn't know for sure that you knew how to cut the reels on. We, I didn't we, until I hit we, the we, sidewalk and hit the thing, and it went bang. <laughs> <laughs> but normally by that time of the week, I mean, it's last day, the radio's quiet. You know, there's not a lot of talking on the radios. We pretty much got it figured out. Yeah. This morning, the radios went ballistic. Where is Tim? <laughs> We've got to find Tim. Because we finally figured out that you actually knew what you were doing or knew what you were mowing. And uh, so we're everywhere. I'm on the back nine trying to find you. Gene, or mechanic's looking for you, and we're on the radio going, I don't see him yet. We're on 12. And so we were chasing you, trying to catch up just to make sure you didn't screw anything up too bad. So <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Look, I don't know who the guy was on the fairway mower, and I wish I could go back and thank him personally. He gave me some of the worst looks ever that morning, but he covered me so well because <laughs> he came through with the triplex. I think that's what it was that you guys were mowing fairways with, or the fairway Fairway units, yeah. And he, he got a little closer to the line. I did. He cleaned me up in a few spots because <laughs> oh, I was to be doing the cleanup lap, and that dude's looking at my work. And every time I, he'd give me this big old eyeball, but he took care of me. So uh, I'm sure he's like, who you were? Who's this joke for Exactly. Doing this? He's like, man, I tightened this up all week, and we're going to bring this thing out here, and he looks like crap on Sunday. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sunday. All right. all right. So that was um. That was Sedgefield. Do we you got, have the other Sedgefield property? We actually, okay, we, we joined those two, and but we've now separated them again. Okay. So we, we had, you know, we had originally Sedgefield, the Ross course, and we had the Cardinal, a PI and, design. First course we bought after Raleigh. We actually joined them together as one club, and it didn't work out quite as exactly the way we wanted it to. So now we've separated them. So it's back to the Cardinal by Pete Dye is the official name. Okay. And, uh, and Sedgefield is kind of a standard. And that's club. managed something differently. They're their own club, not McConnell Golf. No, that, that we still own them. Oh, okay. Yeah, we still own the Cardinal. We just separated it out. Now, it's not up there because that's when it was made. That's that's one that you're missing. When it okay, was a perfect. club. Right. There was one that, club. It, they were still Satchville. Right. And so, but now it is the Cardinal by Pete Dye. Cool. So, and, and Daniel was over there for a time. Is that right, Knight? Daniel was over there. Now Adam is over there. Adam Daniel who? Assistant. Adam Brewer. Yeah. He was our assistant at Sedgefield. And when they were joined together, Daniel left to go to work for Vereen's. And so, just perfect. And, and we try to promote within. That's one of our big things. We're going to bring great. people in, and if, if you train them correctly, they're ready to go to the next step. So, he was, and he's done a phenomenal job over at Cardinal. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens with Parker. Parker is outstanding. I mean, I hated to see him go. I mean, he's one of those guys. And, and you know, if a guy comes to me and he's looking at a job and he's going to better himself, I'm going to congratulate him. Love it. If he's leaving for a job that I don't think is something that he should be taking, You'll tell him. I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I mean, right. why not? 
I mean, and first thing I tell them, and this is a different situation with Parker, but if you're going in to be a superintendent, ask them for their balance sheet. Find out financially where they are. Because I know too many guys that have left for a place struggling financially, and then they can't do what they want to do. You know, you don't have the money, you can't do it. Mm. And uh, But Parker is, yeah, he's phenomenal. I mean, I really like him a lot. I, I told him the day he left, he said, there'll be a day that I will be coming after you. I'm going to be coming back, and you're, yeah. you're going to be a McConnell Golf superintendent one of these days. That's great. That's so, cool. Uh, but that's I, a good egg. And that's what we kind of – I mean, we want guys to come in and to learn. And once they understand how we want to do things, it's, it's easier on me. I move them to a facility, go in the door. I have a personal relationship with them already, and they know what we want. So Adam Brewer and Parker Henry were the two assistants the year of the mowing incident. With so, you. Yeah, at, at, at the Wyndham when Keith was there. And gotcha. Uh, really just took me under the wings all week. Keith was so busy, you know, and he's the guy I knew. Mm-hmm. And you're wide open. And so when I show up, right. I don't really know anybody. And I didn't know those two guys. And we ended up coming out with the – I mean, we still stay in touch. It's Oh, yeah. They're great. So, all right, Wake, next one. I Wakefield got that Plantation. One. Wakefield, uh, please, it's please it's the it. Country Club at Wakefield Plantation now, That's correct? correct? Yeah, it, thank it you. Was, it was a uh, TPC facility when we purchased it. Correct. And we recently just ended that contract. There was a certain period of time we ended the contract. So now it's Country Club at Wakefield Plantation. And Todd Lawrence yep. is our superintendent. And the ironic thing, Todd Lawrence was actually here as a superintendent of Raleigh Country Club, and he went to Wakefield to build it and grow in, and I left Governor's Club and came here. Look at that. So he's been there since. You two in the same spot since? Correct. Well, you got elevated, obviously, Mm -hmm. but in the same facility. He's still a superintendent at Wakefield. Does a phenomenal job. I think y'all did a uh, profile profile on him. Yeah, he's a good dude. That was a good golf course. It's a good golf course. Oh, I almost brought up some footage. We probably shouldn't, especially with him, huh? Yeah. Uh Yeah, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) All right. um, I'm not familiar with the blue thing. Alan, do you know that one? Nope, I, we don't. I don't know anything else to the reserve and Musgrove. Well, after that, I'm all right. So the blue one, Old oh, North State. There you go, Old North State. Chris Chapman's been down there for, golly, I think he's been there 14 years. If At I'm not at least mistaken. since I've been here, I know it's either that. 14 or 15, somewhere around in there. Where is Old North State? It's uh, it's about 40 minutes north of Charlotte. Okay. Uh, and it's a phenomenal place. I mean, it's always ranked in the top. Mooresville? Is it what now? Is it Mooresville area? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's. Uh, Trying to think of that little area that it's in. It's it's That's, near Albemarle. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. right around Albemarle gotcha. area. Yeah. Um, but it's always ranked as – it's been ranked top five in the state. It's phenomenal. Ever. I've never been there. I've just really? seen pictures and heard about it. It's on my longing list. It's got three of the best finishing holes you'll see anywhere in the state in North Carolina. I mean, That's it's cool. It's right on Baden Lake. It's Fazio design. Still got bent grass. He still has bent grass. Yeah, he still has bent grass. Now, we have talked about doing a conversion there, but we've just not done it yet. It, it, yeah. It'll happen. They, they get a large amount of their play in the summertime. Well, they do the uh, collegiate championship they, too, we, right? We have, the ACCs or we something? Have the men's ACC there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's done where Clemson it, competes. Done it for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's funny is, you know, looking at those guys come through, I mean, a lot of the guys that I'm seeing on tour. You, you watched them. We watched them play. I mean, saw them in person, talked to them, nice guys. And then. Going back to Lucas, Jonathan, all those kids have played there. Oh, yeah. Charles yeah. Warren. Yeah. Now, this. Well, what's the, uh, the, oh my gosh, the big guy that's just killing Chris Patton? No, uh, that's wearing it out this year. One mate, one U.S. Open. I just forgot his name. Brooks Kepka. He played there. Okay. And he's amazing because he, I mean, he, he was a good golfer, but his physical stature was nothing like it is now. No, no. He no. was just an average guy. And now, I mean, he has really worked hard to build himself up. I thought you were going to say he's a Mark McGuire. We need an asterisk next to Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I listened to a so. podcast the but, other day on McGuire and Sosa, and it was all about steroids. Oh, so I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I mean, that's kind of what their career's about now. You know, Unfortunately, that's all it was. Yeah. Now, I may keep this off the record. I may take this out the podcast if you want me to. 
that's the reason. The reason Musgrove got the ACCs that year was because the bathroom bill, wasn't it? We actually moved both tournaments because we have we have the women's ACC at Sedgefield. Okay. And so the bathroom deal came up, and they were not allowed to have any championships in the state of North Carolina. So we moved the men's to Musgrove because we and the other to reserve and the other to the reserve yeah. and the women. Well, what's ironic about that? And this hadn't actually come out yet, but the women are going to move to reserve starting next year. They loved it. Huh. They loved the beach. The shopping, you know, the golf course is really good for them, but oh, yeah. all the other stuff that the goes turkeys with it, on that facility, man, I'm telling you what. Well, I mean, Musgrove same way. I mean, you, if I stay down there every morning when the sun comes up, if I'm not up already, the turkeys are gobbling. Oh, you know, waking. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. But gosh, yeah, I mean, you got to be careful hitting golf balls and hitting wild turkeys down at the reserve. I mean, they just walk around in the fairways. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> get I'll a anyway, I'll get it. Got one. I have two tags left over every year. It seems like so. Yes, I'll go. Oh, all yeah. right, I don't know the stag. Trevor. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what that symbolizes is there's three rivers that run through that property. Okay. And and that picture is very a very good emblem because if you go up there, the deer, the, the amount that are just roaming around out there are amazing. How I much mean, damage do the greens? They really you? don't they really do not do much on the greens. Now, they, they the, the neighboring homes, they eat all their landscape up. Everything. Right. I mean, all they the just time. wear it out. Yeah. Uh, we do stuff to try to keep from having them, you know, different stuff. But do you? Do you grow in any food plots or anything off to the sides, no, or do anything? We don't really have that. any room for them there. Gotcha. I mean, pretty much it's residential all around the property, and so we have the golf course and then the residence. So we don't need food plots. They're eating the homeowners' <laughs> stuff. I don't know if you <laughs> wanted to take out a fairway bunker and put in like some some cow peas or something. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. just to, just to have them out it's there. An, it's know? an idea. It's an idea. All right, so then we got the reserve, and that is the reserve at Pauly's. Correct. Pauly's Island. Ronald Crow. Ronald's been there for ever since we purchased when we first came in. We, uh, we purchased that course, and I think we had it for about six months, and then we did a renovation bunkers and greens. What year was that? Oh, I knew you were going to ask Roughly, me. roughly. Yeah, I'm know. thinking that was probably in 10, okay. somewhere around so it was 10. before the state amateur I worked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was either 9 or 10, somewhere okay. around in there. So, but Ronald, it, was, it, was, it was late 8, early 9, I think. It, it might be. It might be. I've got, I was playing in the member guests down there at the time. Oh, really? Don't make me go get my little chart. No, it's got I, everything I, I on. I want to say and another say, reason that I'm trying hard. to remember that date, unfortunately, because the young man used to work down there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's how I knew him. Okay. I got to know him playing in the member guests down there. I understand. Yeah. I will, um, I will say that the one time we spoke about this earlier, when I got to work there, Mr. Crow did a phenomenal job dealing with rain. If any of these courses need rain, call Biff Lathrop, South Carolina Golf Association. <laughs> okay. Get him on site for a couple of days. And, and it'll have rain more, the whole oh, time. Yeah, oh, we used want. to say that about our podcast, the first four episodes. And you notice the last ten, we jinxed people. We brought no rain. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, That's yeah. true. Well, that dry as a bone right now. Yeah. We, we would love to have some rain. We but, referenced that in an earlier podcast, and I got in trouble because he accused me of saying the South Carolina farmers sucked. Because <laughs> all I mentioned was how dry all the row crops were. And I got over here to Lake Wheeler where they were they're, they're watering everything. Oh, and yeah. you had gotten some rain. Mm-hmm. And they looked phenomenal. Everything was green. Yeah. yeah. So I got yeah. a crap for that all right so then we got the pga uh, logo of america and that's because a young man who's an assistant pro at one of these facilities mothers made this quilt mm-hmm. we've got the name mcconnell golf and then i think we've got the mcconnell golf crest that is the crest. okay that's and that's is that the mcconnell family crest that is the mcconnell family crest that which is, is scottish uh i am not sure i thought it was irish okay that's what i thought yeah but you can see and he, he loves to say there's a little b on top of that and he said the reason that's there in his family is because he likes to ride around and, and sting everybody, get them going. 
Oh, I thought he was a big fan of the pollinator. And, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, so I, that's what we're going to do currently is we're going to go for. That sounds good. You guys are pollinating. You're doing your bee sites you here. And we at do, all these we do have locations where we're nice. working with pollinators. Oh, do you? So Todd's great. great. Todd is real big in it. I mean, we've done in the butterflies. We, you know, yeah. we try to do everything we can from an environmental standpoint. If we can add something that adds value, and 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 we sell that story. I don't know if you noticed when you came in. We have a magazine that we published to all of our members. Mm-hmm. Yep. We send it out. Essentially, almost six thousand members that we send it out to. And every time we have in those, we have articles that are talking about what are we doing. Either you know, we just changed over. We do not do single-use plastics from the standpoint of water bottles or or cups anymore. We have. Uh, it's like a paper cup or whatever. Straws. And we, don't, we we're switching over. We're not complete. Most of the clubs have already switched over. So I know it's. I'm not a big fan myself, but I I, I don't. So will them. you be bringing the iced towels from the cooler every two to three holes when we play in the 99 degree heat? Oh yeah. If it's 90 degrees, you're going to see somebody out there with what? 90 or. You think I'm kidding when I ask these questions? One of one of the things that we kind of. Really? Can count. I be that guy? Can I be the, you want to be the ice guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we can do that. That's we, like being the bed girl. You know how hot you're going to be out there all day? You don't get a towel. <laughs> that's exactly right. You riding in the sun getting towels. <laughs> you know, we, we're looking for the little extras, things that don't cost yeah. a lot of money that really add. So if it's 90 degrees or hotter, we have a, a member from the golf shop staff out riding around with a bucket or a, a cooler that's ice water and he has towels in it. And he'll hand your towel to cool yourself off. Man. Uh, we do scented towels. So the towels in the carts have a little bit of a scent to them. It's Lavender. Uh, really? It, it changes. So we've done They're this. essential oil based, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm sure they are. Can you introduce me to whomever does Purchases. that ordering? I will. I will. Yeah. Brian Kittler is who would be doing that. The pro guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming through them. Oh, because if he's got all these court. We, we need to talk okay. on the side. That we can make that good. work. That's, that could be a but, uh, man, that's crazy. And one we started this year, which I thought was insane. I mean, you know, we, we try to throw ideas out there and see what sticks. You, you just never know. And so they came up this year that every day at 3 o'clock, we're going to have one of our employees at the pool dress up in, in, in like a costume character, and they're going to go around the pool, and they're going to play music and dance, and they're going to give away free ice pops. I was going to say and ice you, you would have thought that, I thought it was insane. What are you talking about? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But now we have Three o'clock people, every, every day. It's packed. People come. Free ice pops. To, and I mean, it's those ice pops, you know, you buy like 100 for yeah, $5 yeah, yeah, or something. And I mean, it costs us nothing. But I mean, if those are the you kind of things. You cut your mouth on them every time you eat them as a kid. That's yeah, exactly right. Yeah, if you don't have a good pair of scissors, you try to tear it off. But uh, I mean, little Love things those. like that. I mean, we wash windows. You know, if right. you're parked in our parking lot on the weekends, we have people out there to wash your windows, leave a little car. How bad is that in March yeah. when the pollen hits? Oh, I know. I mean, you can't. Well, you wash one as soon as you go to the next one. It's already covered. But, right. You know, it's little extras that Man. we try to do. You know, I guess we first McConnell Golf first got it known for we paint inside the cups every day. You know, a lot of people do it now, but at that time it wasn't very. We nobody did it really. And except you did for the it every day. Every day. Every day at every facility that we do, we paint inside the cups. And it's so weird now. If I go play golf at another course and it's not painted, it's, it's it looks weird. It yeah. looks weird. And our yeah. members say the same thing. But I mean, in a, in a, in a, if you look at that, it's not a lot of money. I mean, it might cost us twenty five thousand dollars over fifteen golf courses. You know, it's not a lot of money. But it's just those one little touches. Have you perfected? Have you got the the, I, the cylinder that's perfected yet? Are you guys just tipping cans? What are we doing? I let each superintendent decide how they want to do it. Okay. Some have the, the templates where they spray it. Right. Other spray by hand and put different stuff around it. You know, got, hey, let them figure it out. I mean, there's no reason for me to tell them. I, I tell them what I want. I want it to look good when I come here. I don't want to spray all the green and let them do it. Do you tell them when you're coming? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. So here's what I learned in retail. I was having an auditor come by, and mm-hmm. I got to know him mm-hmm. real well. Like, we played golf together. Yeah. You know, 
job security, you think, right? Uh, you would think. And yeah. so you asked, I asked him, I said, Sonny, hey, uh, what do I need to do to get ready for you for our visit tomorrow? We mm-hmm. were playing golf, having a few drinks. He looked at me, he's like, if you've been doing your job every day, son, you ain't got nothing to worry about tomorrow. Exactly right. So just do the rules that are applied to you, follow the expectations, and you never have to worry about a surprise visit or, cor- I mean, if you're ready every day. That's exactly right. I mean, and that's what we're trying to do. I mean, I, I think golf course, if you really look at good management and what you're doing on golf courses, if you are consistent, if your golf course is playing the same on a daily basis, obviously environment changes it at times, no question. You get four-inch thunderstorm, it's going to change. But if you've got weather that, that is, uh, is somewhat decent, it should be very similar day-to-day. And we even try to do that amongst the facilities. You know, I want Raleigh Country Club playing very similar to Traverne Country Club and Traverne playing very similar to Old North State Country Club. You know, they need to be, because if our members go around, I want them to feel like they're home. You know, they're playing on that facility. Unless the property is just that much more unique that has to play that much differently than it goes into its own. And we do have that. I mean, yeah. you can't compare Country Club of Asheville, all bent grass greens, tees and fairways, bluegrass rough, wow. to reserve. Musgrove. We've, we've, we've talked about Musgrove. But yeah, we, we got to tell him who's there just so he can be Will, official. Will, Will Hillroy. Hill. Yeah, been there. I mean, a fabulous guy. I mean, if you look at, you know, he won the Distinguished Service Award a couple years ago. And, I mean, he deserved yeah. it as much as anybody yep. uh, and if you look at the people that have come through and trained under him I mean, that's why it's the who's who that's, who's that's, really, that's why and that, that shows I mean and he, he's funny because we talked about that after and he goes that's the thing that makes him the most proudest he said I love taking care of a golf course but he said seeing all these other guys go and succeed he goes that's, that's you should have seen his face when Adam came walking back in the door with us as the president of the association oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. Adam Charles yeah that's yeah. awesome who you know was there as a student and had worked for him and grew up in Clinton as oh, well yeah. Oh, so yeah. as a kid he's known Will on the golf course mm-hmm. so for a long time alright BV I'm that's, stumped that's Brook Valley that's a Ellis Maples course we have down in Greenville, North Carolina, right there at ECU. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, Owen uh, Owen Legg is there. Okay. O- Owen actually worked for us at Wakefield for Todd. Okay. And then he went to Dormy for a little while, and same thing, when we when that position came up. Because Chris Perriman was my superintendent there. I moved Chris from there to Charlotte. Okay. So I had open position, so I brought Owen back in the fold. So, and he's done a real good job. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a real good golf course i mean the greens are very challenging bent again no those are bermuda okay bermuda down there and, and then then you got rga we got RGA. i'm guessing is the next one right raleigh golf association no that is actually country club of Asheville. The oh, one okay that says, 1894 is eight is country club Asheville, mm-hmm. which is brandon engle brandon engle and, and, and that's an interesting thing i don't know if people know country club Asheville used to be where uh the resort is now and that's a ross and that's a ross and this is an original ross so you've got a Ross from 1894 and a Ross from 1948. Yep, and then we've got wow. 1926. Do not, the math. 1926 at Sessionville. I'd rather not. But, I mean, so you've got one of his first ones and his last one. That's correct. I'm a Ross that's junkie. Cool. We talk oh, yeah. about it all the time, mm-hmm. so that was a selfish moment here. Mm-hmm. All right, 1927, that's Holston Hills. Holston Hills. That's and that's a, the one that's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a very – that course went through a major transition. I, I grew up in East Tennessee. And so I, I used to get the opportunity to go play down there. And when I was playing down there, they had planted all these trees, white pines everywhere. And I was just like, why in the world would they ever have done this? And then after we purchased it, I finally found out when that course was built, it was in, it's right by the Holston River. And so it was in farmland. There was hardly any trees on the golf course. And so when Ross built it, it didn't have trees on the golf course. Well, I guess sometime in the 70s, 80s, uh, the forestry agent was paying people to plant trees. So way to raise money, they came in and started planting all these trees everywhere. Yeah. 
And uh, so but then Ross is rolling over about that well, moment. Finally, somebody, I guess a Greens Committee chairman, finally clicked and he said, well, what are we doing? So now they've gone out and, and pretty much all those trees, are, I mean, they planted like 5,000 trees. Wow. And they were white pines. And so they came and cleaned them out and took them all out. So now it's back to what it originally was. And I mean, it's beautiful. If you're standing on the back of the patio of the clubhouse, the golf course is in the valley. You can count 14 greens. You can literally really? see it's that. It's like Bulls much. Bay. It's incredible. In Charleston, I up mean, on top of that little it's mountain. It's gorgeous. And, and, what, and where is it again? Knoxville, Tennessee. It's in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's right on the Holston River, like I said. And in between the holes, we have natural grasses instead of trees. So it's buffered with that. Na- but it's fun. You can go out there and play golf, especially in tournament. I mean, you can be standing there and you can watch a guy playing here and a guy playing there. And, yeah. you know, it's just, I, I just like that style. Of, That'd be uh, great for like socially outings and fundraisers yeah. and events, oh, too, yeah. where you could see everybody and hang out and be and, social. And, and we're real excited about hosting our first. I mean, we this next will be our first year of the Corn Ferry. And okay. we're real excited about and that. And you're going to host one there mm-hmm. early? It's two weeks before Wakefield. So we go Corn Ferry week and then Wakefield. Which Good will, for you. That would be quite interesting. busy. I, you guys, do you I, shuffle volunteers around your we properties do. for that? We, we do. Wow. And I, I've told John we can't do any more. I mean, I personally, three tours. You've been through one. Try, I didn't do anything compared to you. Try y'all. three in a year. So I, I've told him we can't we can't do any more right now. I can't take it. I won't survive a year if we do four. But right. um, yes, I do. I, what, one of the things I do for the tournament is help line up getting volunteers to come in. We we bring from our other clubs a lot of times, which is great. And a lot of times we bring you know we're bringing good people in. We're bringing assistants and guys. Just like this year at Wyndham. I mean, we had a bomb drop on Thursday that dropped right. inches of rain and just destroyed everything. So I can take a guy that's an assistant and he's been mowing fairways all week and now, okay, now you're doing this. Yeah. And I mean, it's not, there's no training involved. Right, you're not a one, it's one not like, yeah. go get on the triplex Sunday, buddy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, no. 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 Tim's no. basically one function, that's it. It's filling divots. Yeah. <laughs> I can collect flag sticks like a madman too. I heard you're a pretty good squeegee guy. Uh, I, I, I do have my squeegee badge now. I forgot I do have a squeegee badge. Well, let's hit up this all last right, Providence. Club. Providence Country Club in Charlotte. Um, Who's there? Chris Perriman. Oh, uh, that's the one you moved. Mm-hmm. He was at he was actually at Greenville Country Club and been there seventeen years. They let him go, and he lived real close to uh, to Brook Valley. And I needed uh, I needed and I'd known Chris forever. Great guy. Um, yeah, I oh, needed yeah. somebody, and so I brought him in there. He worked a couple of years. We did a renovation, and then when Providence came on board, and I knew he was ready. That's a big facility. It's one of our bigger facilities, and so he was ready and interested in moving to Charlotte. So we've got him down there now. We did a big renovation there last year. Uh, Converted greens from Bent to Bermuda, all new bunkers, took some trees out, some cart path work, some irrigation work. I mean, a big project, and he's got that thing dialed in now. I was done So what are we missing? There's only 11. Well, uh, we, we talked about Sedgefield. Was, Cardinal was part of Cardinal's Sedgefield. Cardinal's the one that's missing. Uh, that's 12 properties. Right. Yeah, now in our Established two, 2003, yeah, Passion for Golf, John that, McConnell. That's correct. And our two managed courses are uh, we've we've had Grand Dunes now for four years. The members club or the resort? the members club. Okay. Yeah, and it's a private a private facility. And then we just started Porter's, Ryan Porter's Neck. Yeah, Ryan Gamble. Yeah. Salt of the earth. Oh, he's good. Yeah, and we didn't uh-huh. say Ryan Blair is at Holston. We didn't say that. Okay, perfect. Outstanding Ryan. guy. Yeah. Uh, and he was there when you bought the course. He did. Yeah, he was, and he had worked for David Stone. I don't know if you know who David oh. Stone is. So the honors he, course. It's the honors course, and so I mean, he's a University of Tennessee grad. Uh, outstanding. He's I mean, lobbying I, for that hat. Did you hear that again? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw that in there as many times as I can. All right, all right. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Um, we have had a good run of McConnell, and we're about we're about to wrap up, but we've got a couple things we need to talk about. One, we need to talk about just your background. How did you get here? Where did you go to school? Give us your brief turf to turf to McConnell. Okay. And, um, and then I'm going to – 
quiz you on one thing, and then Alan's going to quiz you on another one. Okay, sounds good. Well, I, I, like I said, I grew up in the mountains of East Tennessee. Um, my Johnson City? In Kingsport. Oh, which okay. That area is called the Tri-Cities, Kingsport, Johnson City, and Bristol. Okay. Of course, every time I say I'm close to Bristol, everybody goes, did you go to the race? No, Man, like, that's me. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Me. And I did. I went to a lot of races growing up. I knew <laughs> a lot of the racers because a lot of them lived around there. Wow. But uh, uh, so. There's I, another 45 minutes, and I'll just sit back I, for you, I, too. <laughs> I was big into athletics. My father was a, a teacher and a coach. And so I played football, I played basketball, I played soccer and golf. He got me into golf and from a young age, loved to play golf. But I was fortunate enough to get to go to college on a football scholarship. I went to East Tennessee State University and my thought was I was going to be a, a football coach, you know, a teacher and a coach. Well, I got to my second, third, thirdish year and I'm like, wow, I, said, I don't know if this coaching thing is, especially when I looked at what they get paid. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You weren't I mean, buying the helicopter. No, no, not, <laughs> not even close. So, and I, and I, the, my son's coached in the high school now, and I appreciate what those guys do. I mean, they put oh, hours yeah. in it. They don't get paid. Yeah. I mean, they don't. And, but like I, I said, I'm not going to make that decision. So I decided, I actually went to a counselor and said, you know, I'm going to school here. I'm getting ready to get a four-year in, in education, coaching, and I don't want to do this. And she asked me, she said, what do you like to do? And I said, well, I love to play golf. And she said, well, why wouldn't you pick that as a career? And I'm said, because I'm not a good golfer, you know. Yeah. And she said, well, there's other aspects. So started, went ahead and got my four-year degree and then went back and got a degree in uh, horticulture. And Both of them from UT? No, I didn't, I didn't go to University of Tennessee. I went to East Tennessee State University. Oh, that's right. You just said you were a Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was a Buccaneer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then I went back to a, a community college up there in Knoxville, yeah. part of the University of Tennessee, and got my turf degree. Okay. And so then I got started with a, a local club there in town, which was uh, Warriors Pass State Park, owned by the state. I had a superintendent there named Woodnell Huddle. Great guy. Taught me a ton. And then during that period of time, I met a girl that went to University of North Carolina that spent her summers in Johnson City area. And so we kind of, you know, started dating, and I was coming here and And so I said, well, I'm going to come over and look and see if I can't find a job somewhere. I was an assistant in Tennessee. Happened to be Governor's Club, had a job available. And so I said, okay, let's move. So I moved down here, worked at Governor's Club as an assistant, got elevated to the superintendent, uh, and then moved to Raleigh, and then the whole McConnell Golf thing started. Wow. So, and I'm actually married to that girl now. So That's cool. And y'all have children? We have we have three children. I have uh, My oldest daughter is Macy. She's at Georgia Tech studying engineering. Uh, my son is a junior in high school. Uh, playing some mean football. Playing some mean football. Makes Linebacker. His, makes his daddy proud. <laughs> Get to hit somebody. He showed me a picture this morning, and his son is literally horizontal in the air, two and a half feet in the air laying into somebody. I mean, the pictures of the kids like That's this. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he makes me proud. And, and then I have a eighth grader. 14 years 14 old. 14 years old. Just That's turned 14 last week. last week. And she and we still, I mean, they all play sports. I learned so much coming through the ranks playing sports. I mean, you learn how to be a man. You got to learn yeah. responsibility. You got to learn how to take care of your business. And that's that's what it teaches. So that's the route we have taken with our children. And I, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I think it teaches you how to approach things. So I think along with athletics, you've instilled upon them, I have to imagine what you have too, in terms of some, some character and some people skills. Because you got to be able to deal with people. And we've talked about this and the importance of, especially in our industry. It, 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 I don't know. I don't see it in a lot of other places. But our industry is very tight. And um, you told me a story this morning about your son mm-hmm. and an experience early on, you know, kind of, okay. I would say, even from an industry perspective, you know. It oh, yeah. was what? It had to have been 16, 17 years ago? Well, yeah, it was 2003, 4. 
So right at the start of McConnell Golf. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So tell us what happened. Okay. We, uh, we you know, we obviously had our first child and everything was going well. We had our second child, which was a son. And at that time, they did not have what they have now, which is called early hearing screening. And so when a baby is born, they test them through an electrical stem in their brain and they can tell if they can hear or not. Well, they didn't have that. And so we found out, I guess, about eight or nine months into his life that he was deaf. He couldn't hear. And so, and he was to a point where hearing aids really was not going to do him any good. So we had two options. Either we could teach, learn a sign and send him off to a deaf school. Not what we wanted to do. We don't want to send your child away right. because there's new technology that's came out that's called a cochlear implant. Mm-hmm. And this cochlear implant is a miracle. Yeah. I mean, it is. They put it, you know, they do a surgery and they put a piece in his cochlea. He has an external part and he can hear. He can learn to speak. He can go to regular school. You know, and that's play that's, football and play football, and that's what we wanted. So the only problem is at that time it was new technology. Mm-hmm. So we applied for insurance; they denied us. We applied. We went through all the stuff. I went and sat in front of five guys, and they told me flat out, "This is a choice you're making for your son. He doesn't have to have it." Uh, uh, <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. You know, restraining myself not to kill that guy. Oh yeah, right. So, yeah. but we knew then. Okay, we've got to find another avenue. So we said we're going to do whatever it takes. So we sold our house. Moved into a smaller house. About that same time, I was affiliated with the Triangle Turfgrass Association. And we have some real good members, and, and Larry Adcock and some of the other guys. And then I told them kind of the story, what was going on. And then uh, Turner Rebels, Rebels Tractor, contacted me and said, here's what we want to do. We want to put up a riding lawnmower, John Deere riding lawnmower, sell raffle tickets, and see if we can help raise some money for you. I said, thank you, through the association. And Well, the Carolinas picked it up. And so it went out through the North and South Carolina. Well, with that and some other things that were done, we ended up raising $50,000 to pay for, you know, an $80,000 surgery. And I mean, it was, I got letters from people, you know, here's your money, good luck, you know, we're wishing you the best. And a lot of them were superintendents. I mean, the majority of them were superintendents, some members and stuff, but, you know, they truly cared. And I mean, so we're in debt to- That's awesome. Forever. I mean, they, they came together, people came together. Yeah, well, you, you don't see that in other industries. No, and I, and I want our listeners to hear that as well because if if they followed us, they heard Turner earlier, and and we you can try and bring things out of a man like that, but he's 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 truly a giving person. He is, and, and you get outside of of the job that you have to do, and we are all interacting because of it, but those interactions go way deeper than grass. Oh yeah, and agronomics and turf, and I, I think it's been amazing to watch. We lost a. An assistant a couple of weeks ago up at the cliffs mm-hmm. doing an accident and mm-hmm. uh, to be able to help move that thing forward you know whether it's an obligation or whether it's a privilege we're doing it yeah um and i think that we as an association are blessed to have the resources to take care of our members in a way that is deemed necessary oh, yeah. or oh, important yeah. at the time and so well during hard times people come together good people come together Amen. i mean just like hurricanes yeah. and stuff like that i mean yeah. if we can help and, and you know and it's funny because mr mcconnell grew up in a business world and and we, i can't remember something happened and i was going to go volunteer a day to help another golf course down the road here and he was like well there are competitors and i'm like no i don't <laughs> care he needs help right and right. he could not grasp he says but i would never do that in yeah. business and i'm like well that's not what it's about it's about the guy needs help we're going to take people over and help him right you know and we'll worry about everything else later yeah. and it's you amazing know? what he's doing now to help people mr mcconnell and he is I like mean, even the pallets out back okay i asked him because you saw all those when we pulled in i did not i mean there's stacks of them mm-hmm. right they're they're valued eight to twelve bucks if you okay. take them back somewhere so i'm like dude how many pallets y'all go through a year what do you do with them and you say well we have a gentleman that 
comes picks them up and we allow him to take them and sell them because he is in the industry but he has a lot of children needs some help yeah and so we allow him to take those and and uh, we also we have guys on the crew that work for us that, that i mean they heat their houses with fireplace right and right. so it's great kindling to get a fire start so i mean yes could we get a little money back off of them we could yeah. but is it more important to do some of these other things i feel like it is i mean if you can help people help people amen you know, not killing us it's just amazing it's all the, the little things that carry through that i think some people lose sight of within our industry as well um you guys employ i think you said 1400 families in, in the summertime when we're up we, we have about 580 to 600 full-time and then of course in summertime we hire a lot of seasonals but i mean we you know we're we are employing those people and they're able to take care of their families and and uh you know i'm proud of that i'm real proud of that well and so that's people got to understand of our you know almost 100,000 jobs of our $7.2 billion industry in the Carolinas, and when we can obviously bring a little bit of eastern Tennessee in with y'all's footprint. I mean, that's disposable income that's going back into our society. Oh, yeah. It's going those back people, into our states. Those people paying tax to help pay for schools and roads and stuff like right. that, and, you know, they're going out and buying food and stuff like that, so it's putting other people to work. All right. Know? Hit them with the standard. All right, we're going to go back to an oldie because he's got children in this age group. Do you ever play Fortnite? <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I, we might have our first yes I, I have played Fortnite. now you didn't ask me if i was good at it no, no that's so, fine that's it was fine. actually funny because we were this was i don't know a couple several years ago and we were at a thanksgiving day uh, event with my wife's uh, brother in greensboro and so all they have boys and all the kids were in there playing some game and i'm like what in the world are you doing yeah so i go sit down in there and they try to show me of course i get killed right up matter of fact first time i couldn't even parachute in right you right. know you didn't know how to hit the parachute button you know, just fall and die i did too <laughs> yeah That's great. Exactly. so and of course they're killing everybody yeah so yeah. uh but uh yeah i have played fortnite good i'm not good at it me either and me either. do you I, have it on your phone i do not okay i do yeah. not i don't have any games on my phone my phone's uh, uh owned by mcconnell so I was, oh is yeah. it gps tracked uh, well, it is, but I'm not worried about that. I, mean, I, 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 I was just curious. I mean, I keep my GPS on all the time. If they want to look where I'm at, they can. Well, yeah, yeah. but that's, again, it goes back to that audit question. If you yeah. do your job every day, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's so. exactly right. All right. That may be a new question we start introducing. What game, what's your best game on your phone? Yeah. What was the first car that you ever drove or that you owned? The first car I owned was a Ford Maverick blue <laughs> And four door that my dad some. bought off my uncle for five hundred dollars. We wow. have had some gems come out of that oh, question. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alan's had to Google three different models of cars oh, that yeah. we've heard while we're sitting there because yeah. he's never even heard yeah. of them. Will be the fourth. Ford, and it was, I mean, it literally was Carolina blue. It was, it was god awful, but <laughs> it got me from point A to point B. And I can remember for for Christmas, I wanted a stereo real bad, just like a teenage boy. And I think we figured out by the time I got done putting the speakers and everything in it, the stereo was worth more than the car. I guarantee you. <laughs> I, for five, I guarantee you. Especially oh, yeah. you probably put a kicker in there. Oh, yeah. We, we had it rocking, dude. It, we were having a good time. Well, before we get out of here, we are near the end of our time. One thing I think would be good to leave us with is a piece of advice you would give a young and up-and-coming superintendent. Okay. Um, I think what, especially a young guy coming in this industry, I, I think what you got to do is you got to learn everything you possibly can from the people that you're working with going through, you've got to learn to respect everybody. So you can be a supervisor and you can, you know, tell people what to do, but you got to do it with respect. I mean, I've came, th- I came through some people that, and, and the industry has changed. There used to be what I called screamers. If you did something wrong, <laughs> your ass was getting chewed out. Hey. And they're screaming. And, Boy, and we've been with one of them. Oh yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I mean that's just that was part of it. I mean, and that, that's never been me. 
That mm-hmm. has never been me. If a guy, if I have a problem with a guy, I'm going to pull him in the office. We're going to sit down. Here's what you did wrong. Here's what you should do right. Yeah. I'm going to respect him. And that's what I tell guys all the time. You've got to ins- respect the people you work with. You know, you can have the knowledge. You can do a good job. But you you have to be able to – they're going to have you back. Treat if they, people If well. you respect them, they respect you back. Yeah. You have a problem, you call them in on a bad day and I need your help, they're going to come. I mean, they're good because they want to help you. Right. Do you give the screamers uh, a copy of the One Minute Manager? Praise, <laughs> praise in public, reprimand in private? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, I, I mean, I just – I never have believed in that. I mean, I, I, you don't treat people like that. Yeah. You know, and, and really good men, good superintendents, they just went about it the way – and, and it's, maybe it works. Maybe it does for some. It doesn't work for me that way. That could be the coaching background too, though, that you get that. That, you know, demeaning someone in the sporting environment is not teaching them anything. Mm-hmm. Bringing them down on the field is not educating them That's at correct. all. That's correct. You know, and I think somebody had referenced Cal Ripken's book about the long ride home. Oh, yeah. And the most important time after any sporting event with your child is what happens in the car on the way home. And I agree with that 100%. And I, and I, huh. I have read that. And I understand. And that's what I try to do. I try to, after the game, we want to build up how good things were. Yeah. If there's problems, you can look at it later. You we'll know, talk we can about talk the three about strikeouts that. tomorrow morning. That's exactly right. You don't do it right after the game. And, you know, and, and don't, you know, when I say respect, you don't bring emotion into things. Wow. You know, that, well gets, you, that gets you in more trouble than anything. And, and I want to so bad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's times where I'm just like, you know. And, and, you know but you've got a couple of buddies. You can go in the office and you can pick up the phone and call and it don't affect the and job that, here. And, and that's exactly right. And that's exactly right. And, you know, dealing with members. I mean, same thing. Yeah. I mean, I have to. There's times where they will just livid and scream and holler at me. And I have to be able to handle myself correctly and walk away. Yeah. You don't ever take the opportunity like the one we referenced a couple podcasts ago about the member who got a text that said hey i think you put too much sand uh-huh. on the greens and he said you're absolutely right it was an incorrect application we put it out upside down <laughs> no, that's good that is good yeah, he probably but didn't. you don't do any of those no 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 no, okay. no 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 right. no we don't do that well uh normally we would wrap it up right now but there's one last thing we got to talk about rounds research and, oh and yeah what, what they do donating I, I did just want to bring it up and thank you guys you have a huge footprint and I think every year, almost every, if not all, the courses send in a the foursome. Majority do. Mm-hmm. And we just want to thank you for that because collectively, it's like attending a show. It's like um, being a part of our organization and being members of the Carolinas. Collectively, you guys have a lot of volume there. And mm-hmm. I know that you're responsible for making a lot of those choices for continuing education as well as turf support. So um, we just wanted to thank McConnell Golf for their ardent participation of that since we started that thing years ago. Well, it's our privilege. I mean, I. You know, we we want to help as much as we possibly can. We're fortunate. I mean, we are fortunate. We have a gentleman that is financially capable of doing what we need to do to get our golf courses the way they need to be. That's and great. so we know we're fortunate. And if we can give a round away, that's nothing. That's no skin off our back. I mean, but it can help. It can help the organization. It can help research. It can help students. You know, anything that we do. So that's we we will do that every year. Well, and our full circle goal on that is that your guys that you're sending to the show are learning the results of the research that we're paying for and that's correct. to keep them up to speed to that's, get the product where you need it. That's exactly right. So, thank, thank you for all that. Oh. Thank you for having us today. Oh, and well, like uh, I said, we're glad you came. You're more welcome to come back anytime. Can I take a little nap before I drive you back? Got you got it. You got it. I swear we woke up a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Yep. Thank you, Michael. Yep. You're welcome. I think the most fascinating part out of the whole interview was once another, once again, another example of how the industry comes together to help somebody, especially yeah. for his son. That was impressive. No, yeah. that was heartwarming. Really. Well, what what he didn't tell you is that by the time his son had to have the second one, insurance actually covered it. So it should have really. It's like LASIK. 
you know, they, they, they made it, it was a consumer choice for the longest time, and now it's covered by insurance. So. I did not know that. Yeah. Speaking of insurance, did you know that mental health um, consultations and things of that nature can be covered by your insurance as well? I did. Learned that from our uh, Casey Kauf interview. Well, yeah, and I think the unique thing that people have to understand about some of these insurance things, too, is that even if, depending on, on your program, you know, a doctor may not, quote, unquote, take insurance, but you can still pay the bill at their office and then go back and resubmit it to your insurance company, depending on how it's set up. So I think that's important for people to understand the dynamics of that. I think it is. Maybe we'll get into that on a later episode. Yeah, I think we probably will. Uh, Sounds good. Thank you all for listening. So we have our next episode come out on the 15th. We'll be Smith Turf and Irrigation. Tell them who's on that. Steve and Anna Lindsay. Yep. Miss Yarborough. She is not a Smith anymore. It's Mrs. Yeah. What? Yarborough. You said Miss. Yeah. yeah. That's just bad grammar on my part, really. Didn't mean to call you out. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, I'm not doing spellings in my head. The MRS versus. Hey, did I? I guess people have to listen to the November episode, but I really want to say I think I did a good job of not asking McConnell Golf for anything for free for your yard. You're right. You will notice on the – you didn't ask for a thing this time. I'm proud of you. Now, two days ago when we were at Smith Turf, he was no shame. And he, but he did purchase some products while you were there. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Two little heads. They were big and a nozzle. Well. And an O-ring. And did you already get it in the ground? That afternoon. Oh, good. Couldn't figure out why I was sweating that afternoon. Just, you know, it's hot. putting a head in. Uh-huh. Well, and I had to make some adjustments, so I was out there about 45 minutes. And then I looked, and it was 99 degrees. Oh, wow. Yet again. Yeah. And it was the 30th of September. So, uh, just, I hope that people remember this next spring is all I'm going to start talking about right now. Everybody wants to talk about this weather. You heard it from Michael today. The turf needs the opportunity to completely, not necessarily completely, but to have some recovery before going into dormancy. So if we go 99, 63, and then soil temps start dropping, I just hate to see what problems we're going to have in the spring. Oh, really? Yeah. Because hmm. you just never know coming out. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. No. But, hey, let's wrap it up. People don't want to hear any more about us. Um, all right, folks, we'll see you. Um, we're going out pulling weeds. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Want to become a member of the Carolinas GCSA? Visit carolinasgcsa.org for more information or call the office at 800-476-4272. Follow the show on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds or on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast.